Today, we break down everything that went on during week one of the NFL season. We have people on this podcast that need to answer some questions. We talk about our takes from the preseason. We talk about how those are going. We're going to talk about week two of the NFL. And all of this is happening right now. Football podcast is about football with Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Joining me as always is the man who hates Mac Jones. It's Kerry Dempsey. Dummy, dummy. And also joining me is the man from Down Under who can't find his underwear. It's Trev Scott. <laughs> what? Am I right to bear? Listen, man, I'm wearing two pairs tonight, and I should have put on three because uh, <laughs> we saw the Chargers go out there and wet the bed, but we'll, we'll get into that. Alrighty, boys. So, before we, before we go any further, we need to talk about what we're drinking tonight because I have a very special beverage tonight. But I'm going to let you guys go first. I will end this round. I have the least special, 100%. I'm drinking an original Twisted Tea. I got a half and half. I left it in my, the half and half, I left it in my I feel like if Twisted Tea is, has been your main drink for 80% of our last, like, 10 episodes, you probably shouldn't be on the Beerly Football Podcast anymore. Honestly, I agree. Well, I agree. I had some beer here for a while. For Yeah, like, months ago. <laughs> you know what? It's over. Next week. And I had I had some Corona extras today, and they were delicious, dude. So from from here on out, this is the last Twisted Tea episode ever. I'm retiring. You can, have, you can have Twisted Tea. You just yeah. have to have beer first. No, because you made me feel bad about it. I'm going to be honest. We're two tea minutes later. into the podcast, and I'm feeling self-conscious. You probably Because I want to enjoy a Twisted Tea. <laughs> I thought we were friends. I'm getting yelled at. All right. Man. I had to go with something that takes after my favorite drink. I got a milk stout. <laughs> Cooper Kettle Brewing Company. Milk. milk, milk, milk. Unsurprising that a Boston fan likes milk. Okay. Um, Very sour. It tastes like sour milk. Get, like, that doesn't, doesn't taste sound like milk. good at all. It's like sour milk with beer. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> sounds bad. That sounds awful. <laughs> It tastes better than I'm making it sound. I'll okay, so before I introduce what I'm drinking tonight, I have to show you guys the cup at, in which I will be ingesting this beverage. Okay, so sure. right here on this cup, we have a depiction of the olden days when uh, me, Trevor, and Carrie first came up with the idea for Beerly Football. So I just want you guys to take a look at that real quick. Wow. So, as That's you can neat. see, we're That's at a bar in about 1846. Uh, I'm smoking a pipe because he didn't have vapes back then. Uh, That's Kerry. He actually does play the violin. He's very good at it. Where's Trevor in his Twisted Tea? Uh, Trevor's Twisted Tea is actually behind his body. It's back here. But uh, he's, got, he's got a funny hat on, and, you know, Trevor's a funny guy. But tonight, what guy. I will be drinking out of this cup is a 
very special beverage, one that has not ever been ingested on the Barely Football podcast. This is a very this is a first time. Okay, wow. and we are having Georgia Standard Etowa Mead. Mead. Wow. Yes. That's, is that unwind? Yeah, it is. Where'd you That's, find yeah. mead in 2023? Did you Bro, go down to the honestly? Local so we went hiking. Yeah. Um, we vanquished the night. Monica, and uh, they have a meadery over there. A meadery? Yeah. Wow. And they have a bunch of good meads. I got the standard one because, let me tell you guys, at 12.5% alcohol, this might be the best drink ever. How do you tell a bad mead from a good mead? Uh, the taste. One's good, one's bad. <laughs> That's such a dirty name for such a beautiful drink, too. Oh, I've never had it. Is it, like, is it like a dark tasting, or is it more on the light side? What do you mean? Like the taste of it. What do you mean? Uh, it is very sweet. Very sweet. Interesting. More like a cider? Yeah, it's what more I like understand. a cider. It is non-carbonated. You can get carbonated mead, but this the one I'm drinking tonight is a non-carbonated, very traditional mead. What if you might sleep? be wrong. Got black. Is mead, wine. That would suck if I got the black black death carry. That would that would suck pretty bad. That is a beautiful mug, Zach. <sighs> down the wrong pipe. Thank you. Wow. Anyway, now beer, twisted tea, and mead is over. Now we got to get into the football portion of this podcast. Before we get into any specifics. I want to talk. I want you to give me three surprises of the week. We're gonna go ahead and start with Carrie. Your three biggest surprises this week. Thank God. <laughs> Jeez, I, I'm not prepared for this. Thank um, dude. I'm glad he didn't say me. First of all, and I'll talk about him later. I'll go Matthew Stafford. He's playing with a bunch of nobodies. He balled out. And I'll, I'll talk about it more later. But Matthew Stafford. Number two, Lamar Jackson. If you listen to last week's show, I was hyping up Lamar against the Texans. He played like shit. Good thing they were playing the Texans because otherwise they would have won that game. So very disappointing, Lamar. Very disappointing a lot of quarterbacks this week. Yeah. My third surprise, I would have to say the Dallas Cowboys defense. You know, we knew they were good. I didn't think they were good. Yeah. That was, Giants, that was special. The Giants are bad, but that defense was not ready for that. No. Trevor might be cooking something, maybe. I, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but uh, I'll let the ball do the talk for me for now. But uh, I'm glad you brought up that Cowboys game, Kerry, because uh, one of my surprises was like, I mean, I get it, rainy, whatever, it's week one, there's going to be some hiccups. You're playing a defense that looks fluid. But, bro, the Giants look awful. Like, yeah. aw- they look like – Zach, when you said 1-16, you might not have been wrong. You just might not have been right <laughs> yet. <laughs> you, might have, you might have just spoke too soon. No, they're like, not going to be 1-16 this year. Not with Tyrod Taylor leading the way. Bro, honestly, deserves a start. Two for uh, two? Just- 100% <laughs> completion percentage? Wow. Not after they just paid that brother Daniel Jones $160 million. Yeah, that's kind of wild. But, uh, 
Oh, I lost teams and players that played like shit, but they'll snap out of it. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, Trevor, what are your three biggest surprises this week? He's definitely stalling because he can't think of one. No. What? Okay, you froze there. What are your three biggest surprises this week, Trevor? Oh, I didn't even hear you. But, um, well, like the first one I said, like the Giants, I mean, that was a, a second-round playoff team last year, and just to come out and just look like lost out there was was really surprising. Um, another surprise, I don't want to go too into the depth. I don't want to take somebody's point off of their paper. But uh, another thing was just how – I mean, I would get it if it was, like, your first year, maybe second year. I mean, I get he's still young, but um, I didn't expect Joe Burrow to look that unprepared. I mean, you know, there's there's reasons for it. Didn't go to training camp, didn't play at all in the preseason, was injured for all the camp. But, man, he you could tell he was not ready at all. And then lastly, surprise. What surprised me? Oh, the Patriots, Loki. Um, I had a the, it was sixteen to zero in that game. The Eagles were up on them, and the Eagles weren't even playing great. And I actually wrote a point down um, pertaining to the Patriots, and I actually had to erase it. They were able to come back, make that a, an interesting ball game. Still mm-hmm. took the L, but um, that first eight, ten, first quarter, maybe first quarter and a half was was looking really rough for, for Patriots Nation, and I loved every second of it. That was the best. That, was, that might be the best. Right. Not back like that. That might be the best two quarters Mac Jones has looked to pay. Yeah, I was gonna say. And I think Mac Jones was the number two fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he was. That is, that's nuts. That Mac Mid Jones. Wow. But uh, wow. My three biggest surprises. I gotta go number one. I trashed this player preseason. This is the one thing I got wrong. The one thing, the one and only thing I got wrong. How about Baker Mayfield going out there and playing for the Bucks? He sucked. I mean, what he... do you mean he sucked? Nine for ten yards. What? He didn't play good, but he like was... once he got a little momentum, and like once he took that hit out of bounds and picked up that first down, like he was like, I could win this game. And yeah. he, you know, he went out there and he did his Listen, thing. Listen, no, I. I did not. So, so like, let me be clear. Let me be clear. When I say I was wrong about Baker Mayfield, I haven't had him as the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL going into this season. Okay. Sure. I didn't, or the 31st. I didn't include the Cardinals because uh, I didn't even know who was going to start for him. I don't think we should include the Cardinals, honestly. That's true. Right. <laughs> Talk about least surprising things. Um, but Baker Mayfield did what he had to do to win that game which is not play amazing. It's one of those things where you don't have to win the game as Baker Mayfield. The Bucks organization is not expecting you to win them football games. They're expecting you not to lose them football games. That defense is popping in Tampa Bay. And that dude. defense did play extremely well. Um, so that's my number one. Number two, uh, I thought we were in the era of the quarterback. What happened? Life happens. Aaron Rodgers is gone forever, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, (laughs) Josh Allen is awful. Joe Burrow, awful. Lamar Jackson, awful. Patrick Mahomes looked mid. 
Although, to be fair, he had the softest player in the NFL, Kadarius Tony, trying to catch passes for him. Uh, I mean, there's so Jaylen many Hurts. good quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Jalen Hurts, same thing. Did not play well. But, I mean, we're in the area of the quarterback, and it seems like maybe seven of the top ten played horribly. Fringe guys, too, played pretty bad. Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith did not have a good game. Hate to bring it up. Uh, but, I mean, it was it was, it was not, Honestly, not that great to watch. Herbert did not play that well, but Herbert was one of the better top quarterbacks, sadly, Trevor. Trevor Lawrence was, too. Tua obviously was the best by far. But uh, I, I thought we were in the age of the quarterback. Seems like we're in the age of the frauds. And we'll get Whoa. into that later. Wow. Um, and then finally, uh, my biggest surprise, or not my biggest, but my third surprise uh, point, I guess you could say, of this little bit we're doing, is <clears throat> I was shocked I and appalled, frankly, at how... And we'll get into this later. I know we will. But how bad the Chargers' defense is. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. But any at any point, if you're a, if this, a defensive head coach, right, Brandon Staley? Defensive head coach. If at any point you have Khalil Mack guarding Tyreek Hill, you know. I saw that. That was the first play of the game, too. Quit your job. You're you're awful. Quit your job. That's the worst thing I think I've ever seen in the NFL in terms of coaching. Outside of uh, Pete Carroll throwing the ball at on second and goal. And the thing with that play with him lining up on Hill, I mean, Khalil Mack eventually just, I mean, he gave up on it and went back like closer to the line. And no one guarded Hill on that play. Nobody. There wasn't a safety that came down. There wasn't anybody that rotated well, Hill, over. So, so. Mac is supposed to have the. If you look at the coverage, Mac is supposed to have the flat, which is where Hill went to. But Mac was just like, I can't guard this guy, and so he just stayed in instead of going to the flat where he was supposed to go. So I mean, it looks like it it just looks like undisciplined, horrible football. And this guy is supposed to be the defensive coach. All I'm saying is, congrats, Chargers fans, you played yourself. You kept a coach that absolutely sucks i don't care how good your offensive coordinator is you kept a coach that absolutely sucks and supposed to be good at defense you sign all these guys some major contracts and they can't get the job done you're the worst defense in the nf or one of the bottom five defenses in the nfl for three years running with a defensive head coach find someone else but they stopped the run which they couldn't do last year Woo! Less than four yards. Yeah, everyone. You know what? I actually, you're right, Carrie. Everyone, I, I believe have... everyone was worried about Miami's rushing attack coming into this year. I think that was what everyone was afraid of. If you There's didn't plenty. catch that, that's sarcasm. Wow. <laughs> Everybody was like, they can't defend the run. They can't defend the run. Hey, they did. They just forgot they had to defend the pass too. It was it was one of the most atrocious defensive performances I've seen in a long time. Now, not taking anything away from Tua or Tyree Kill, they both had a great game. Um, 
like I said, like I said in the offseason, two is absolutely a top ten quarterback, and anyone that says he's not is ridiculous. The Braxton Berrios effect in the offseason. Um, but uh, that's my three most surprising things. So do we want do we want to talk about some college football before we head into NFL? Absolutely. Fuck it, Miami's winning the Natty. I said it. Okay. Are they? The, absolutely. <laughs> it's our year, baby. Hey, you what know you why guys... I wear this jersey? Because they this is the number of championships Miami's going to have after this season. Sure about that? Yep. <laughs> what did you, you guys think of the Texas Alabama game? Uh, Jalen Milrow is not good. <laughs> horrible. He might be, and about? this is unironic. This is not be. I'm not trying to be mean when I say this. He might unironically be a better running back. That's not a crazy take. It's like the Alabama team just isn't that good with him. They, I don't think they scare anyone. Yeah. And Quinn Ewers a great. Quinn Ewers did look really good. Yeah. He's gonna be a good NFL QB. He could be. I saw this. Texas quarterbacks have also looked good in the past. Yeah, but they usually can't throw. They usually just run. Colt McCoy? Well, yeah, not him. (laughs) But I did see this thing of Nick Saban, or as Kerry would call him, Nick Satan, at the uh, podium (laughs) looking very defeated. And then the picture of Lightning McQueen when he's, like, uh, stalling out and all the cars are passing him. And he realizes he doesn't got it anymore. And they had the same look on their face. So, shout out to Cars. True. Cars. I think that's Cars 4. So. How about there's that many of them? There's a lot of them. I thought there was two. (laughs) I think there's four. Wow. I know there's, like, a bunch of Toy Stories, too. Four. You you know a lot of things. (laughs) We should, like, we should just come on here. And people think we're going to talk about football and just talk about like Pixar movies for the few Shut hours. Up. Shut up. <laughs> All right. What, what about the other big team? Come pulling out another decent win. We've got Colorado beating Nebraska. Colorado's got Colorado State, Oregon, and USC coming up. Are we still alive? Colorado High? Uh, I believe. Wait. By the way, Carrie, another thing. Wait. This is just going to be a theme tonight. So we're just going to keep this okay. going. We're just going to keep this going. Trevor, you know what I'm about to do. Uh, Carrie, do you want to apologize? No, I don't apologize. apologize? I don't apologize. You don't apologize? I don't know what he's talking about. So, Carrie says Colorado is a one-week wonder. Jeff Sims is going to stun on him, basically. And how Nebraska's about to win this game. I could pull it up if you want, but you said, I believe the quote was, you're about to see a Jeff Sims masterclass. That was... Never watched like him play. I never watched him play before. Never will again. That guy's <laughs> awful. If he didn't turn over the ball every time he touched it, they could have won that game. Their defense looked amazing in that first half. And Let's then Jeff Sims is like, "Oh, a football! I must drop it. <laughs> oh, a football! I gotta throw it to the guy in the other t-shirt." <laughs> ah. So I just wanna. We're gonna ask Carrie for a lot of apologies this episode. Uh, but that's the first one. Uh, no, I'm not out on Colorado in the hype. I think that they are a better team than USC. I think that they are a better team than Oregon, and I think that they will win the Pac-12. You think they'll 
beat Oregon mm-hmm. in USC in the next couple weeks? Yep, I do. Zach, we should bet on that game, man. That Oregon game. Oregon Bo Nix and uh, Colorado. Or USC. I'll take either one. Believe in Bo Nix. Bo Nix is the new Justin Herbert, honestly. Okay, relax. Relax. Uh, Maybe you like a bet on it, Trevor. Or do you want to wait a week? Well, which game's first? Oregon? Oregon. Yeah, that's in uh, two weeks. Or... Um, Next Saturday, not this Saturday. I thought Bo yeah. Nix was like 25. I feel like he is. He's only 20. 20. He's 23. I thought he was older than that. I mean, that's pretty I want old. You to... Pretty old, but it's, yeah. If the Oregon Ducks win, I want you to eat an entire sleeve of saltine quackers with nothing to drink at the beginning of an episode. That is a random... An entire sleeve? Start the episode and you start munching. A sleeve of saltine crackers, nothing to drink. For how long? Just until it's gone. An entire sleeve like this long? Okay, two sleeves. You guys are making my bet sound... Whoa! (laughs) Two sleeves of quackers. Um... Nothing to drink, though. Nothing to drink. Two sleeves of crackers. I'm trying to lose weight, man. I was in the gym yesterday. I can't be having all those carbs. You said they're gonna beat them, man. It's just Oregon. Okay, what are you gonna do? I don't know. What do you want me to do? Don't sleep for a week. I got all the Justin Herbert merch I need on my body right now. Um. No. Um. I just say make, same thing for you. Make make him eat a piece. Saltines. Make him eat a piece of celery every five. Just make me eat something buffalo because they're the buffaloes. That's a good idea. Why? Oh, quackers. Pop, That's why you said it like that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. Um. How about this? We. Uh, you have to find a way to obtain. The Apollo sauce from Hot Ones, and you have to eat a chicken wing with that sauce on there. If and I have to watch you put it on there. Actually, I actually have a chicken wing in my freezer. I'm gonna do save that. Okay. That. Why so, do you yeah. have one chicken? You have one chicken wing in your freezer. Well, I had five left, and the serving size was four, so I didn't know what else to do. Eat five. <laughs> I don't know. There's, that's just I don't want to do wing, that. It could be a tender. Does not matter to me. But you have to have the Apollo sauce on there. Can it be an impossible wing? Yeah. All right. It's not going to be. But I was just wondering. What <laughs> up, man? Okay. Um, anything, uh, Trevor? You want to talk about the Gators? Nah. They <laughs> played McNeese State. I didn't watch the game. I'm not gonna lie. Trevor, you want to uh, carry? You want to talk about New Hampshire? I, I saw their score, and then I was like, okay, I don't care. Okay. I mean, are they FBS? I don't even know. I don't know. Who cares? They suck. Yeah, and honestly, I don't care. So <laughs> Let's go. Let's have a pick. If you're a Dolphins fan, because you're a Hurricanes fan. No, I'm not a Dolphins fan. I'm a Jags fan. Fake fan. We ready for some pick now? Yeah, let's get into pick So how, how did we all do last week? Uh, we all know. did. We, we all did. did. We all did. Our uh, our first game was the Dolphins at the Chargers. Only one person picked that right. Who was your boy? 
Um, second game was the Dallas Cowboys at the Giants. I took the Cowboys. Kerry took the Cowboys. Zach, did you take the Cowboys? I believe I did, yeah. Yeah, it was the only one who got right, sadly. Okay, so I'm two for two. Zach's one for two. Kerry's one for two. Last game was Monday Night Football. Uh, Bills at the Jets. I think we all took the Bills. Does that sound right? I think, yeah, I took the Bills. Yeah. And Pookie prevailed, so we, we took an L. Well, so that's... I'm 2-3. Uh, I'm and then both of these guys are 1-3. for three. So uh, week one champ, you know what that means. I'll get to go first on my point tonight. But uh, before we get there, we got week two pick them. And we've got a few no. good games here. Yeah, uh, something. Huh? We have our winners in week one. Okay. All right. You're right. I don't know. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, if you played along with us on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, left the response, win three for three. We'll give you a shout-out on a podcast. Um, Trevor, why don't you mention our uh, TikTok winners first? That's good because there's only three of them. Um, this is the first time we posted uh, Pick 'em on TikTok, and it did pretty well. So um, if you want to support our struggling TikTok, uh, that's going to be <laughs> at Barely Sports. And uh, shout-out to these three guys that went three for three and top three out of like 20 25 people that played along but uh first of all is cup clips like cooper cup k-u-p-p-k-l-i-e-s there's two k's two p's and then g lines at g l i n e s s on tiktok and lastly noah k-v-n-g-n-c-o-3 so nice it rhymes for me but yeah shout out to those three players and uh We'll be doing it again on TikTok. I don't know when I'll post it. Probably when I remember, which could be any time between now and next, like, two weeks. So, uh, definitely. Remember when I used to do, like, 100 in, like, a minute, and Trevor just did three in, like, 30 seconds and struggled with it? Uh, it was only 30 seconds. I mean, if we want to actually get the time around, I can time them next time. I'm (laughs) trying to make it personal. I'm trying to make it warm and welcome. I want personal to you. I give stories about each of their lives. I tell something about them that they care about. Oh, you're right. So we had over 230 responses on Twitter and Instagram. We only had 18 winners. That's That's not not surprising. I mean, a couple of weeks. Yeah. So congrats to all you. This is a very rare, very limited amount of winners. So good job, all you. And play again next week. We'll drop it on Twitter and Instagram this Friday. Play along. Get a shout-out next week. All right, our 18 winners. At Loyal to Houston 1, Troy Houston Sports. Troy's Houston Sports fan. At ELJ Bell 1, Proud Father and Loves Kobe. At Laidback Mac, Liberal Army Vet. At 43 Tony, Davy Boy OG, plus Kane's fan. Zach would love him. Hey! At, At Mark Pinnock, Dad, Grandpa Coach. At Eli Too Cold, Giants and Nets fan. Rough week to be a Giants fan. At Benny at College, Matt Bennett, Cowboys fan. Good week to be a Cowboys fan. At Brady L8104-3644, Florida man. I don't know what that means. At Tex ZNE2, Atlanta sports fan. At Groggy DMDND, JD socialist. He hates leftists. Poor Trevor. At Steelers Season 22, Jimmy, Steelers fan. At Imperfect Bob, Lions fan for 26 years. Hey, Bob. You were perfect this week, so good job. At RM3 underscore sports, Robert, he's on Team Jesus. At MS Soul 0616, NY sports fan, he's in a beer league. At tax-free underscore crypto, he's at 
Follow his podcast, Tax Free Crypto Podcast. At Side284, he's straight out of Baltimore. At PedoPFU, Trump1, FJB. At, and last one, at MAGA Deer Hunter. He's a Browns fan. So good job, all you 18. Again, play along with us next week to get a shout out on the podcast. Hopefully, there'll be a few more winners next week if Trevor picks some decent games or not. All righty. I'm not a leftist, but all right. Um, <laughs> first game of week two, pick them. Uh, this should be a fun one. We got the Ravens at Bengals. Zach, talk to me. Where are we going? What's this game going to look like? Who are we taking? Oh, man. Um, because Joe Burrow has a theme in his career thus far, which is to play terrible in week one, and Lamar also played terrible in week one, this makes it a very tough decision. But I do think Joe Burrow bounces back week two and picks up the win. I'm going to go Bengals. Okay, so we got Zach taking the Bengals. Carry going with him. I'm going to go Bengals too. Ravens did not impress me at all against the Texans and J.K. Dobbins out for the year. I the Bengals are a good team. I don't see them playing another awful game. I think they got to win this one at home. Bengals. Well, that sucks for all the competitive fans out there because I'm taking the Bengals as well. Game number two. I'm taking the Seahawks to beat the Lions in Detroit. Is anybody with me? Um, you didn't watch, unfortunately, you didn't watch I'm not play. with you. I'm going to take Detroit. Um, they played very well against Patrick Mahomes, even though he didn't have a ton of help from his receiving core. Uh, I think that this Detroit team is, if not 100% for real, they're they're 80% for real. I think that this is a playoff team, and the Seahawks did not impress me at all against a Rams defense that has one name I can remember on it. So I, I'm i going to go with the Detroit Lions. Okay, as I figured both of you would. Um, so, Kerry, I'm going to let you go first on our last I didn't even answer that one. Yeah, it doesn't matter, bro. You're going to say the Lions. Well, go ahead. What? The Lions, man. There we Jeez. go. The Lions. <laughs> All right, and I think I know what both of you are going to say for our last game, but this was a fun one. I'm glad we're going to get to – okay, what am I talking about? Chiefs at Jaguars. Carrie, you're the, you're the wild card here. Everybody knows what Zach's doing. I like your Jag, Zach. Ridley and Lawrence look like a great connection. That defense didn't impress me. But it's Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey should be back. Chris Jones is back. I can't see the Chiefs falling on one, too. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think Andy Reid will have his way in this game. I think it'll be a smooth Chiefs offense. It's interesting. Back. It's interesting that you said the Chiefs, you don't see them falling at 0 2. Uh, I believe last year they were 0 2 through two weeks. Does it mean it's going to happen again? I do think it's going to happen again. I'm going Jags. Um,. I tell you what, another thing that surprised me is Trayvon Walker's second year leap. Seemingly, he played a lot better than he did all year last year. So uh, I'm impressed with that. But I, I have the Jags winning this game. Fair. Okay. So, uh, like Kerry said earlier, uh, you can find this graphic that's going to be posted on our social medias on Twitter at Beerly Football, on Instagram at Beerly Football, and on TikTok at Beerly Sports. Go three for three. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast and maybe say something nice about you. 
But um, or yeah, not. three good games: Ravens, Bengals, Seahawks, Lions, and Chiefs, Jags. We got some mixed up answers in there as well. Mm-hmm. But in first place right now, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling like I probably won't lose the lead all season. Yeah, but, I want to bet on that. How did Mary do, Carrie? I don't know. I knew she I lost. Think she picked the Chargers. I think she picked the Giants. Also, rough. Tough scene. Tough scene. <clears throat> All right, we we ready for some points then? Yeah, let's go into points. Yeah. Try uh, So, what's that? You won, so I guess you get to go first. Yeah, I heard you. I just want to hear you say it again. But um. Probably so the last earlier. Um, we don't have to do it right now because it's, it sounds very crazy. But it just came to me while I was driving, and I thought that like so I read my first point. We could we don't have, we can do this in the future. We don't have to do this right now. But I say like I read my first point, and you know it's something that you guys might not agree with. Whatever, uh, Justin Herbert sucks, and then I gotta a take a shot or b drink my drink, and you guys can say whatever you want to say about my point while I'm drinking. But when I finished it. Then, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Okay, well, we can do that tonight or the future. We can do that right now. Gary, Gary's not feeling it, dude. Okay. Can you commit to next week? Can you commit to next week? I'll participate next week. You promise? Yes. This milk you got. Milk beer did not go down well. Okay, and you're sitting down. I I mean, okay. Well, at least I know it was a good idea, so I can feel comfortable in that. My point number one is there's a couple divisions with some three-legged races. And I can tell it's just going to be a three-team race in this division from week one. You could just tell. Mm -hmm. The first one is the NFC South, and I'm kicking out the uh, Panthers. I don't think they're going to be competitive in this division. But between the Bucks, Saints, and Falcons, I think – after week one, each of those teams look like they're going to be scrapping all season. Each have a good enough chance to win the division. I think the Saints probably will still have the the biggest bite at the apple, if that's even a thing people say. But, um, but yeah, so the first is going to be the NFC South. And then, uh, you know what they say about the South, the AFC South as well. Kick out the Houston Texans, and I'm taking that as a three-team race as well. I don't see a true powerhouse in any either of these divisions. And, uh, man, That's if they so can keep AR-15 upright, uh, I like what we're going to see from AR-15 that this year. It's such a, a, a wild the Colts, take. The Titans, that is and the, such and the Jags. a wild take. Jags didn't dominate, man. They won by double digits. That's, that's not dominating, you know. <laughs> Listen, okay, here's what I have to say about the AFC South. The Jags are the best team in this division. Titans look awful. No, they didn't. Carrie, stop! Your your love child of Ryan Tannehill is arguably no, one of the no. worst quarterbacks in the league through week nah, one. Listen, week. no, no, no. I agree, disagree with what you just said. You said the Titans sucked. No, the Titans defense looked great. Brian Tannehill sucked. Any other quarterback could have won that game. Did the rest of the Titans look great? That defense looked like a playoff defense right there. 
Okay, we expected their defense to be good. But you were the one saying all offseason, I don't know why everyone hates Ryan Tannehill. It's all, He's a pretty it, good hey. quarterback. He it's does everything week. the right way. He it's is also such a one. class act. You know, he's a really scrappy a guy. Class act. <laughs> It's also, know, uh, it's also week. Here, here's one thing. It's also week one. Mm. Ryan Tanhill did not play in the preseason and is notoriously a slow starter. Yes, Ryan Tan- Ryan Tanhill will look horrible if he plays like that again. I consider playing Malik Willis. But this is also week we saw Josh Allen look like Nathan Peterman and Joe Burrow couldn't even get a hundred yards. So it's it's week one. Listen, it's not over yet. Listen. I would agree with that statement if Ryan Tannehill were in the same conversation as Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. But let's be honest. Ryan Tannehill is nowhere near that conversation. Ryan Tannehill is supposed to be the guy that doesn't make mistakes and doesn't wow you. Okay? If I ever hear Ryan Tannehill's name when they're talking about a Tennessee Titans win, he's done a bad job. Okay? And... All we're talking about right now is Ryan Tannehill because the Tennessee Titans looked awful with him at the helm. Now that I'm thinking of it, I think every single quarterback that didn't play in the preseason looked very rusty this week. Now I'm thinking Kurtz didn't play. He looked rusty. Tannehill didn't play. Burrow didn't play. I'm trying to think who else didn't. Do you think Ryan Tannehill has ever raised anyone's heart rate like dramatically in his life? <laughs> sure. Yeah, Maybe. He, he raised uh-huh. – uh, yeah, he raised the blood pressure of everybody on his team, including the coaching staff. Yeah, probably like, well, maybe before They were this probably season. just like, God, I, this fucking guy. Shout out to Nick Folk, man. That guy's a cooks. That guy's their offense right there. Also, Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb being involved in passers week one. I love that. Yeah, That's they weren't lying team. about Nick Chubb, were they? Yeah, they yeah. were not. Which I, I like. Four, four or five catches, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is a beast, I think, and this is my personal opinion. I think he's the best running back in the NFL. Um, and uh, I, 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 getting him involved in the passing game is such a smart move by the Cleveland. Oh, if they can get the receiving yards going, yeah, he should definitely be the best running back in the NFL, especially behind that line. Mm-hmm. Sean Watson looked, Watson looked horrible again. I mean, I mean he, he, looked, was he looked better than Burrow, and they were playing the same game, so. <laughs> In the same conditions. So, I mean. But we all know Burrow's a usual slow starter after Trevor's uh, bathroom experience at World of Beer last year. Yep. I think I threw up at like 1.30. And we got there at like, we got there at like 1.05. The fifth, Joe Inter- the fifth Burrow interception was too much for you to handle. It was, man, that was terrible. Oh, yeah, man. What about some uh, – there's another elephant in the room. Or should I say rhino? Or should I say wildebeest? Or should I say lion? Or should I say – I got to be careful, you know. Talk Anyways. But, man, Wait, AR – AR-15? What about him? He looks like he doesn't need to sit. He looks like he needs to be out there on okay, that field. Okay, so here's my opinion on AR-15 in his game. He played well. He played oh, yeah. well for a rookie quarterback. He played very well. I, I would I, I wouldn't even say for a rookie. I would just say he played well. My, Never said he was the best my, quarterback. My, my my issue is is once teams get tape on him, how is he going to look? Because this is the first time any defense has played against him, 
and yeah, he looked good, but that's a defense that doesn't know what they're preparing for. I mean, they know he's an athlete. They know he's got a cannon for an arm. But outside of that, they don't really know all that much. And he also has no help whatsoever. So he's going to have to do everything himself. I think as long as he keeps his cool, like, he'll have a fine season. He looked like, – he he, 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 like he was easily the best rookie quarterback we saw this Sunday. That's – yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which me and Zach both uh, were against. But, again, it's still early. He played well, though, so I'll give, him, I'll give yeah, you credit for that. Trevor. Absolutely. I just said he was ready. I didn't say he was going to come out here and blow us away. I just said he's – You said he was the best quarterback in the 1 p.m. window when he was a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I could pull up the text right now. Did I say that? Yes. Wait. He's not top 15 right now? Anthony Richardson is not a top 15 quarterback in the NFL right now, and that is not – I don't know why I even had to say that. Okay. You don't have to. But okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think – I think the Colts could potentially, in a couple of years, challenge for that division. They have a decent Are you- defense – but they don't have the weapons around Richardson to be a real threat. In my he had, he had how many chances in that game to get another score and give him a two-score lead, and he didn't? The Jags gave it over like four times in a row, either punting or fumbles or whatever, and he had the ball like four times in a row, couldn't score. To be fair, when the Colts took the lead, they took the lead on a pretty fluke play. But Oh, that one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was – Where everybody stopped playing yeah, it does it sound like it literally falls into Tank Bigsby's, Bigsby's lap, and he's holding it there. And a guy comes up and like touches him, and everyone, the defense stops playing except for one guy, and he comes and punches this shit out, and then they run it into the end zone. My brother did not hear a whistle. You know what they say? Yeah, play no, I agree. Play to the whistle, but I mean it's a fluke play. Yeah. So. If you were to lose, if I just came to you from the future, mm-hmm. from about 17 weeks from now, and I said, Zach, the Jags finished second in the division, who finished first? Would, would you say the Titans? Would you say the Colts? If, if, like, if you came to me 17 weeks from now and say, oh, the Jags did not win the AFC South? I came to you in this moment, but I'm from the future. Yeah. 17. Yes. Is that why you're dressed like uh, Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix? <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on something something huge, actually. Um, so, if I had to say, if like someone beat them in the division, honestly, oh god, of course, the Titans hate it. Titans looked awful, but I still think they're a better team overall than the Colts. Fair enough. That's the right answer. I think I just wanted to see if. Maybe there was some Anthony Richardson glazing down there. I mean, I think I he looked better in this game than I expected him to look. He looked calm. He looked collected. Like, I think everybody expected him to be, that, like, sporadic. That one like, pick that he threw was a bad read, but, I mean, that's something yeah. you get with time. Yeah. I mean, Tyson Campbell baited him into that. One. I mean, it was... I think we're going to see a lot of Josh Allen flash from him, where we see a lot of you know high string play and we see a lot of stupid throws at the same time. Man, Josh Allen looked like he's also in a similar situation that the Colts don't have weapons, so he's going to have to force it himself like Josh Allen does. Uh, I think that's an incorrect comparison. 
This is definitely a correct comparison. No, Josh Allen has way more weapons than Anthony Richardson. Now he does. Yeah. I think every every team has more weapons than well, Anthony Richardson does. Probably. All he has the is Texans? Well, how about this little Zachy? Rookie, rookie Josh Allen, rookie Anthony Richardson. When Josh Allen did not, before the Diggs era. Wait, wait, wait. I believe, was it me? Yeah, it was me. It was me that Josh Allen was going to be a great quarterback in his rookie year. Because you could see it. Did you? Yeah, I did. I definitely did. So, I asked Zach about the AFC South. Carrie, I'll ask you about the NFC South. Call it. Actually, both of you guys, call it. After week one, who's going to win? NFC South. It's not a question. It's the Saints. Not a question? It's absolutely a question. But my answer is still the same. It's the Falcons. That defense is really good. And if they, I, I said this it? on Twitter. I said this on Twitter. Fucking Bryce Young. I said this on Twitter. I said this on Twitter. That the Atlanta Falcons are the new Tennessee Titans. They're going to control the clock. They're going to play good defense and run the ball. I think I did see you say that. That's not a good defense, Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. That was a bottom five offense in the NFL. Okay. So, so okay. So, Kerry, if, if they keep this up for five weeks, am I right or wrong? What? That they're the Titans? If I, if, that they're a good defense. Sure, the Titans play with like more depth at running back. Let's. What? Okay, Kerry doesn't want to answer the question. That's fine. Um, <laughs> move on. Uh, but I, 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 I don't think it's easily the Saints. The Saints didn't look that great in their season opener. No, they didn't. They didn't. Their defense looked good. Yeah. Their defense always going to look good. It's Derek Carr's yeah. first game there. That trio, that wide receiver trio, is nasty, and they're also missing their pro, their best offensive weapon. Alvin Kamara, yeah, I got him in a trade. I'm really excited in fantasy. He he's out three, right? Or three games. Three. Yeah, Jamal Williams didn't really do that. Running game really didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, but still a win to win. Yeah, wins a win. A win, a W is a W. All right, who's next? Both of you guys were one for three. Oh, we were both one for three? Kerry, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. It's all right. I'll go to one I feel like all of us will pretty much agree on. I'm already sick of the Daniel Jones era. The Giants need to rebuild. They're not winning anything in the season. Holy shit. Wow. I don't even like. Wait, okay, Kerry. So. I, before I say this, I am not comparing these two quarterbacks in any way because one is obviously better than the other. Okay? First off. Okay. Both Daniel Jones and Joe Burrow played poorly in week one. Both Daniel Jones and Joe Burrow played during rainy weather in week one. Are you ready to give up on a quarterback that you have been screaming about for the past three fucking years over one week one performance against a very good defense? 
Because if that's on... the case, I can't trust anything you say anymore. Not that exactly. I do. Let me be clear. Not well, that here's I do. What I hear. You don't listen to me at all. I gave up on him last year, and then that was the year he finally did something. But the more I'm sitting here and thinking about watching Daniel Jones, and yes, the offensive line probably the worst game I've ever seen. And a lot of it was not his fault. He looked bad, obviously, but the line was mostly at fault, and that Cowboys defense was insane. But the more I think about it, you pay this quarterback how much money? Yeah. You realistically think you can see Daniel Jones winning a Super Bowl with his passing ability? I think no. Brad Johnson is a worse quarterback than Daniel Jones, and Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring. Those that receivers was, sucked. Zach, dude. that was also 20 years ago. This is a very different league. Jalen Hyatt is a fraud. Yeah, he had a rough drop in that game. I just don't. I can't see Daniel Jones getting anything more than like peaking last year. Maybe winning one playoff game. I Matthew just don't. Stafford didn't play well in the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford played great in the playoffs, though. But not in the Super Bowl. But he had to get them the Super okay, Bowl the first. So place. I can't. So, so Kerry, this is not a team. Ago, that... Wait. Pause. Two years ago, not three years ago, two years ago, when the Titans were ma- were set to make a playoff run, a deep playoff run, because they were like the one or two seed in the AFC, What is Ryan Tannehill that much better than Daniel Jones? Arm-wise, yeah. Not that much better. Good enough to win. And what happened to Ryan Tannehill? Did he win a Super Bowl? No, he no. didn't. Did he but win a you new- were touting him as like, oh, my t- the Titans are my dark horse to make the Super Bowl that year. I remember. We can go back on the pod and listen. Because he was really like a Titans defense, blah, 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 blah. And Ryan Tannehill's good enough. He could get the job done. And they have Derrick Henry, blah, 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 blah. And what did they do? They get knocked down the first round of the playoffs every year. And that was a Giants team. This is a – wait. Titans team. I'm too tired for this show. This Giants team, they overpaid Daniel Jones. This is a decent roster. He, they still haven't got him a wide receiver one. And who knows if they ever will. And it, how much is that? How much can he get better? It, if he got, I don't, he's not going to get a bit like AJ Brown, somebody, some wide receiver one, whatever, whoever he is. How much better can he get? I think he can get significantly. Well, no, let me rephrase. I think he can get better with a legit wide receiver one. I think, honestly, he has more talent than Jordan Love for the Green Bay Packers. But Jordan Love's played two games, so no, I'm saying he has more talent. Carrie, that's really? not that's not dependent on the amount of games that he's played. I think he has more arm talent. I think he has more talent as a football player than Jordan Love. No. Okay. Good response. So, Carrie, what is it? What like? Is there any way out of this? You say the you're tired of the Daniel Jones era. Find a new quarterback. But no, I think they're stuck with him with the they paid him. We're gonna see him for the next few years. I just you I you have to have an excellent team around a guy like Daniel Jones to get anywhere. Like if you put him on the Niners, sure. But with the amount of money they're paying him, they're probably gonna pay Saquon money. This is not a team with a roster that I see, you know, being a top five roster in the next few years. They're gonna have to have an insanely good team around him. And I don't think that's gonna happen with the salary cap they're paying. So we've seen the best of Daniel Jones. I think last year was peak Daniel Jones. At least playoff I think stats-wise, you could see it better. But I'm saying, you know, winning a playoff game, 
getting the second round is about, I think, the farthest we're going to see Dino So down. what if, this is a what if, Kerry, you love these. What if, before the trade deadline, they make a blockbuster trade to get Daniel Jones a wide receiver one? I'm not saying it's super likely, I'm I just saying. I haven't. They make a blockbuster trade to get Daniel Jones a wide receiver one. You say that they're not going deeper than the second round. Or you're saying that they are not winning a playoff game. I said they're not getting deeper than they, they won a playoff game last year. I'm saying they're not getting farther than that. They okay, never but will. that's a plateau, not a peak. It's like maybe uh, a game. It's like Philip Rivers, like this Phillip team, Rivers plateaued. He I don't think anybody play. thinks this Giants team is that good. And with you've seen, they even beat the Cowboys in how many games in a row? I don't know. Forty points week one is travesty. Was it? Didn't it happen on nine eleven too, or was that nine ten? That was nine ten. Oh. But I don't know. I I'm tired and I'm sick of I talking about it. Zach taking taking next point. Alrighty. Uh my point number one is that and I'm gonna go away from what I said in my most surprising points because I feel like I'd just be rehashing some stuff. My point number one is we have, as a fan base and as a league, the NFL has overvalued the quarterback position. I think so. When a guy, this is kind of to Kerry's point, when a guy like Daniel Jones can make $40 million a year, we have overvalued the quarterback position. If you think They're there aren't screwed, 20 other guys that can do what Daniel Jones do, does, you're wrong. And we see that in San Francisco. Oh, Brock shut Hardy. up. What the heck? What did, what, what did I say? What did I say Shit. that was wrong? Terry, you just said Daniel Jones would do great great in uh, San Francisco. My left ass could do great in San Francisco. Anyway, we see that in San Francisco. You get a great team around a guy that is okay. I don't think Brock Purdy is a great quarterback. He's fine, but he's not great. You get a, a great team around a guy that is okay, and you are going to see success. I think that the league... <laughs> as a whole, has overvalued the quarterback position in this new passing era that we are in, this quarterback era that I alluded to. And I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. What? What? Um, I think, like, uh, first and foremost, I think, like, part of the reason, like, these big, big quarterbacks get these big contracts is, like, they're just, like, bought into the system and, like, the... Because, like, uh, guys like Daniel Jones or whatever, like, they have, like, this five-year project or they have this whatever. Like, they have this group that we just got to perfect this, get this better, and then Daniel Jones can be our guy to win it. So, like, and if we were to bring somebody else in, we'd have to start all over, start from square one. And I think that's, like, part of the, like, they're paying them for security, like, be here for four years, like, get better for four years while we work on everything else. 
Yeah, and... so I would agree with that if they were doing that with everyone that they signed a four-year contract to. So if I sign a tight end to a four-year contract saying, listen, I think you can do great things in this league. I think you can do all this. Um, but instead of signing you to a $40 million contract like we did with the quarterback, we're going to sign you to a $5 million contract. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think the league is overvalued. I'm not saying that quarterbacks aren't valuable, but they are overvalued right now. And I think teams like San Francisco are showing that. So who? how much should the Giants have paid Daniel Jones if they paid him a base of $40 million a year? So I would, have, I would have franchised him, not signed him. I mean, but just like for Zach's, is there being so like if i was going to sign daniel jones to a contract right i would for a four-year contract i'm thinking honestly because i do think that daniel jones is replaceable in this system i think you look at something like hey listen we like you we think you can do good things but let's be honest you've played good for one year so i'm going to sign you to a 10 million dollar contract instead of a $40 million per year contract. And if you don't sign that, you are more than happy to go find a home elsewhere, and we are going to start over. What does that mean? Tyrod Taylor? A rookie, Tyrod Taylor, anything. Honestly, Tyrod probably would have played better la- the better against the Dallas Cowboys. And I honestly do believe that. No. Absolutely. Two for two. 100% completion percentage. I remember playing. That was against the Cowboys scrub, Zach. Also, why the hell were they leaving Daniel Jones out there with like three minutes left in the fourth quarter in a forty nothing game? They were just trying to get that guy murdered. Bro was getting sacked for like the tenth time. Dak Prescott hadn't played in like three drives, but no, let's send out poor Daniel Jones. He needs uh, the snaps. Honestly, he's he, he needs a game experience. So I think it's just so much like teams not wanting to go back to square one and start over with a guy that you have to teach a brand new offense to. You got to put him on the same page as the head coach and the offensive coordinator. You got to wrinkle out any kinks that you don't even find until week 10 of the season. And it's just, it's such a mess. And like, I feel like teams are so scared to like mess up that homeostasis. The problem is is that the quarterback market is just too inflated. I don't have a problem with signing guys to long-term deals. Not at all. I think that's a smart idea. But when you sign guys to expensive long-term deals, like Daniel Jones, several other people, and they don't perform, then what's the issue? Daniel Jones has been there for long enough. He's either a fit for your system or he's not. He's either the guy or he's not. At some point, you have to make the determination if he's the guy. And if he is the guy, that's when you sign him to a $40 million contract. You don't sign him to a $40 million contract if there are doubts if he's the guy. Does that make sense? Anything under $33 million, I think you would have left, and their season would have just been done. Who would have paid him that? Who would have gone after him this offseason? What? Daniel Who would have Jones? gone after Daniel Jones this offseason? Instead of going if he was, with if he was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or 
Kind of like who? I can't like Daniel Jones is not a guy that fits in a lot of places. Arizona. <laughs> they still like Kyler. What like? They still have Kyler, kind of. <laughs> they can't even afford to pay Daniel Jones with Kyler's contract. No, they can't. Talking about oh, uh, another terrible contract, Kyler's contract. Bro, when you got to tell a guy that he needs to watch film instead of playing Call of Duty, he might not be the guy. It may be time to start over. Maybe there's just not enough guys anymore. But that's the um, thing. That's the thing. This is arguably the most QB, like, rich environment that we've ever been in, in terms of quarterbacks that can actually make a difference in your offense. I don't think it is. Carrie, think... name a time when it has been a, like, harder conversation to determine its top five quarterbacks than right now. Do you wonder why there's such a hard conversation? Because there's not that many good quarterbacks. There's so many awful quarterbacks in this league. There's so many mediocre quarterbacks. That's why we don't have a top 10. This was 10 years ago when you had, you know, Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Rivers. You knew who they were. Now it's okay, like. Okay, name, name, name. So you name four there. Name, name four more. No, no. Name six more. What? Name six more quarterbacks that was starting at the same time as those guys. Who did I say? Ryan. No, Newton, you didn't say Ryan. You can Ru- name Ryan. Russ. Okay, that's not long ago enough. <laughs> Romo. Who? Russ is Seahawk? Yeah, he was. That's not that long ago. Russ was in Seattle in like 2010, like 2009. I think he's been in the league like 10 years. Yeah, Russ, no, it's longer than 10 years. Russ has been around a while. That's insane. That makes me feel old. Same. Russ was like a couple years before Ryan. But like... Those were we had we had a top ten list, but it was it as no. But what I'm saying is now it's flu. It's different every week. Nobody like always been different elite, every week. Though. No elite quarter. How many elite quarterbacks are there? They're all arguable. Like Mahomes is elite, Burrow's elite, Josh Allen. Like now it's like they put up big stats. Yes, are any of these guys winners? There's only like two quarterbacks in the NFL that have like won a Super Bowl. Is that true? It's like, oh, yeah, it's like two or three, yeah. It's crazy. The QB talent is not what it was. Wait, okay, so you faulting the league because there's a bunch of young quarterbacks not named Tom Brady? Because that's what it sounds yeah. like you're doing. I'm saying, how many Super Bowl winners are in this league? There's like three. Okay. But, that, okay, but Carrie, talk- most of the best quarterbacks in the league have played in the league for less than five years. That's None another of them thing I say. Like, if these guys stay healthy, like – Every quarterback that's probably like top twelve right now that's not too old is like still going to be around in a few years. Every quarterback in the top ten is still going to be around in a few years. Are they? If as long as they're healthy, I would say so. Anyway, once you get like eight through ten, it's. Anyway. That was my point number one. Trevor, point number two. Uh, my point number two is that I think the Minnesota Vikings are officially mid, and I would I would be fine just putting them right there. I think last year, I wouldn't say it was a fluke, but like I said on the show last week, you know, one-score games, I don't care who you are. Like, you don't go 8-0. Like, last year was just uh, something crazy for the Vikings. They were able to rattle off 13, maybe 14 wins. 
And uh, losing Dalvin Cook, um, Alexander Madison is fine. He's a good running back. And like Kerry will say, running backs are overvalued. They're not a super necessity to win a Super Bowl. But this Viking team, the thing that was so special about them is not that they were threatening to win a Super Bowl, but that their offense was dynamic. Mm -hmm. They had threats. When they were passing the ball, K.J. Osborne last year, the fine wide receiver too, Justin Jefferson, you know, the name speaks for itself. And then they had Dalvin Cook. What? They had 350 passing yards against your Bucks defense. They only lost that game because Kirk Cousins fumbled, gave the ball three times. Okay, and if you let me get there, now now the offense is one-dimensional. Alexander Madison is not the threat, Pat receiving or even running or just in the game as Dalvin Cook. Dalvin huh? Cook is not good. Enough of talking about Dalvin Cook. Okay, Dalvin Cook but... yesterday. Enough. Enough. Madison is just as good as Cook is. Dalvin Cook okay, is but not no, a good absolutely back. not. Alexander Madison is not as good as Dalvin Cook, and he takes away an element from the offense. No one fears Alexander Doesn't Madison. It. He had a game plan he for, Cook. for Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. Madison had a touchdown Sunday. Okay. What did Cook do? Cook did nothing. So did River Crowcraft, bro. <laughs> no litter crawcrest, Snyder. That's crazy. But I'm just saying, this <laughs> offense looked different last year when they had Dalvin Cook. They're deep. Versus this year, the Vikings, world is on Kirk's shoulders, and that's not going to slide. The Vikings defense looked a lot better yes, uh, Sunday. They did. The pass rush looked good. I'd agree with that. The Bucks but, uh, 33 carries for 73 yards. Yes, the Bucks rushing game is awful. They only had 169 passing yards. This is a Vikings defense is horrible. So at least – they turn a corner. Brian Flores, very good underrated coach. And I think he's going to help turn around their defense. Just like Perfect. he did Miami, but the offense sucked. The offense is one-dimensional now. The Vikings had their season last year, and that was a lucky season last year. I hate using the word luck, but 8-0 just seems extremely lucky in one oh. score game. And if they were going to win a Super Bowl or make any kind of noise, it probably should have been last year. I'm lowering them down to mid-level. Vikings are mid now. Okay. I don't hate that. I think they're mid last year, honestly. Huh? I think they're mid last year. They just got lucky, like you said. I don't think they're ever that good. Okay. Carry point number two. Number two, Geno Smith has peaked, and he peaked the first half last season. It was a great story. He looked good. This guy is so. He watched the 80s, bro. He's 180. Talking about how he peaked all offseason, Zach. I brought up his stats and how he had, like, I don't know, 400 yards and, like, two, three touchdowns or four picks his last four games. He sucked in the playoffs. He didn't do anything in the second half. They gave him the huge contract. He looked awful. He had, like, what, four yards an attempt with all the weapons he has. He sucked against a mediocre Rams defense. Zach, you'll agree with me on this one. I would love to see Drew Locke at some point this season. I don't think Geno's the I, – I, it's a great story. I'm happy for him, but I do not think he's their future. I would love to see Drew Locke get a shot at some point. What about Jameis? What? What about getting Jameis on that team? I think Jameis would have fun with that team. Me too, with all those weapons. <laughs> I would. I don't think he'd be ready. I, I'd rather have him, like, sit for you and work with Carroll or at least half a year, but I think if – no, he sat there and learned from Pete Carroll. That would be a fun team to watch. Yeah. I would love a Pete Carroll, Jameis Winston collab. That'd be fun. Yeah. I don't hate that take, Gary. 
Yeah, he. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of quarterbacks look bad week one, but I just haven't seen a lot from him in his last few games. Alrighty. My point number two is about a top tier quarterback who, frankly, needs to get his shit together. Josh Allen. I love him to death. I knew he was gonna be star from the moment I saw him play in the NFL. Okay, I really do. I believe in this guy. I think he can win an MVP. I think he can win multiple Super Bowls. But Josh Allen needs to stop trying to play hero ball when he does not need to. That's what those interceptions last night were. That's what the turnovers last night were. Is Josh Allen trying to play hero ball. Forcing passes when unnecessary. Trying to do too much when only a little bit is required of him. He doesn't need to score on every play. He doesn't. He needs to be smart with the ball. He's got a good team around him. James Cook was very good. Yeah, he did. It but, like it looked like he was playing frustrated, but like he didn't seem frustrated. So I don't even know like what to put my finger on. Like maybe it was just like first week jitters, or like he was just trying to do too much, and like the mental aspect wasn't there. He was geeked out playing under the lights. But also another thing I didn't like, uh, and this is you can go back and watch the tape on a lot of his throws. He was throwing very he's, he's flat-footed. Like- yes, all arm which is not the way you want to drive a pass, especially if you're trying to force something. You want to be able to step into it and make a hard hard throw. But he is throwing a lot of these passes all arm, and maybe it's the Jets' pass rush was getting to him all night and he was afraid to step into passes. I don't know. But he looked... He just looked like he was trying to do too much. And if, this is an issue that he's had in the past, and it's an issue that, frankly, I don't believe he needs to have. He's got decent weapons around him. James Cook looks like a pretty good running back and receiving back. He's got a great wide receiver one and Stefan Diggs. He's got a decent wide receiver two and Gabe Davis. Let your guys help you out. And if you need to, scramble. But other than that, step up, make the passes you need to make. Don't force anything. If you've got to force something, throw it away. I think you'll have 30 rushing yards as well. Do you want to say Josh Allen's Achilles heel in the last year or so has been the Jets' defense? If you look the last last year when he played them, he put up horrible numbers both games as well. One game he had, I think, he is 52% completion, 200 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. And then the other game he threw for 147 yards on 50% completion. So he has really struggled against his Jets defense. So it's kind of a frequent thing that he's not played well. So, again – Does he struggle against the Patriots historically or – No, he kills us every week and it pisses me off. And Tua? Week, what? Tua kills you all too, right? Yeah, every quarterback in the AL East except for Zach Wilson kills the Patriots every <laughs> year. So. You just say the AL East. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this is not barely baseball. What are we doing? Okay. But anyway, that's my point about Josh Allen. He's got to stop trying to be the hero. He just needs to be Josh Allen. That's it. No, enough of the gunslinger crap they keep calling him, too. No, he just chucks crap up there. And just... He's not a gunslinger. He just makes, like, five stupid throws every game. <laughs> 
I mean, he uh, said it best himself. Just trying to force things. Same old shit. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna make Stefan Diggs kill himself by the end of the season. Honestly. Although I will say, I think the 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 stuff between Stefan and Josh Allen are way overblown. You don't see if you hate your quarterback or like you hate the decisions he's making. You don't go over and try and cheer him up after an interception. You leave that guy alone because you're like, good. He deserves to suffer. I think he's just a competitor and he gets into it. And I'm not a huge Diggs. I'm not a Diggs fan, but I think he's just, you know, I don't think he's anything against Allen. But I think a lot of that stuff was overblown. Because I, I just, from what I saw, it looks like they have a good rapport. Media overblows everything. Trevor, when's it coming? I'm just waiting for it at this point. You know, the media is an invisible government. Shut the f- Not what I was talking about. <laughs> point number three is that the Bears are still the Bears are still the Bears. And it pains me to say it because I was silently really looking for some Justin Fields. Is, is, here. is Jordan Love their new daddy? No, I'm not going to go that far. But, <laughs> man, DJ Moore, two catches, 25 yards. That's it. Bro, we, we, we heard about this guy three, four times a week for two months and how, like, big of a difference that was going to be. And, like, I'm not going to blow it out of the water because week one in Lambeau. It was in Lambeau. No, it was in Chicago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at Soldier Field. Mo- Soldier most of Field. Field's numbers came in garbage time, too. Yeah, and I mean, it just looked like there's supposed to be a, that new element that's there. Like, Justin Fields is supposed to, like, scare you now. Like, last year, he scared you on the ground, okay? He still does, but, like, Justin Fields is supposed to scare you now. The whole, it's all supposed to come together. Like, you stop him on the ground, he's going to throw it. He's got weapons now. You cover him up, you drop too deep, he's going to throw. He's going to make you, or he's going to run, he's going to make you pay. Man, the Packers, they, they did whatever they wanted to that game. Yeah. Offense, defense, and Justin Fields, everybody had their eyes on you, bro. So, so I'm going to go ahead and say this just ahead of time. This is my point three. Bears fans, what happened? We were, we were supposed to see the Justin Fields, DJ Moore show. And instead I was treated to the Packers once again walloping the Bears in the Bears stadium. I mean, I heard all offseason about how DJ Moore is going to completely change this offense. You know, he's uh, the number one wide receiver that Justin Fields needs to really take that next step. And you know what I saw? I saw him almost not even, he wasn't even hardly targeted in the first half. I mean, what are we doing? Get your best player the ball. And maybe it's on the offensive coordinator. I don't know. But at some point, I mean... When are we going to see this next step from Justin Fields? I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I think he can be a great quarterback. Whether it's a play calling or decision making, something's got to change because Bears fans were talking a lot preseason. And I said, I think you can go back in my Twitter archives and say, and look it up. And I said, boy, the Bears better be good this year. Adam Rank, they're winning the division. Fields going to win MVP. 12 wins. The Bears better be good this year, or Bears fans are going to have a hey, lot of answering to do. And right the now, question. the Bears look like the Bears. Here's the question. Next year, Williams, May, Ewers, Sanders, Penix, it's endless. If Fields doesn't improve, do they start? If they have a rough year, 
get a high pick? Do they start thinking about drafting another quarterback next season? They got a trade field. Somebody will take a chance on him to change he, the scenery. I don't know. I don't think they would trade him. I just want to say I love the Pack. I yes, it was the Bears. I think this Packers defense is still legit. It's still their running game. They didn't have Christian Watson. Love still threw for three touchdowns. I don't think they're going to be a great team, but I think they're going to be better than a lot of people thought they will this year. And maybe not this year, but I think this team definitely set up for the future with all this young offense. I agree. Talent. I agree. I think if Aaron Jones and even both of those running backs can stay healthy, I might compare this team to like a. They don't even tight. use AJ Dillon like a little better. AJ Dillon had like AJ Dillon did not have a great performance. He had 13 carries for 19 yards. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, He'll be fine. I, I know Goot was really upset that they kept rushing AJ Dillon instead of Aaron Jones when Aaron Jones was on fire. In the first he got half. hurt though. I that was like, that was like the Jets game last night when Brees uh, Hall. Brees Hall had two carries for 110 yards. In, like, the first half, and Dalvin Cook had, like, eight for, like, 15, but they kept running Dalvin Cook over and over. You know, money investments. Yes, so. All right, I'll head to my third then. All right, Trevor's going to love this one. Healthy, too, as an MVP candidate. Yep, yep, yep. Just mm-hmm. like he was last year, and then he got injured, and he, you know, That's... started playing all wacky, and everybody forgot. But everybody healthy. Remember, healthy Tua, we saw this two, same Tua last year. This line actually looked pretty good week one against the Chargers, but this is not a good line. This is not a good defense. Obviously, Tua and Hill are going to have to lead this team if they want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if Tua can stay healthy, I mean, you can see him throw for 5,000, 6,000 yards at this point. The way yeah. 6,000? You never know. If he's throwing 400 a game, we'll, we'll see, but – Healthy two is so, so this goes back to my surprise thing I said. So I watched Tua and most of the starters play against the Jags in the preseason. What I will say about that is this offensive line got dominated by the Jags. And there was absolutely no pressure on Tua the entire game against the Chargers. That's why I said the Chargers look awful on defense. I don't know why they're paying Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack to be like two of the greatest pass awesome. rushers of all time. They look horrible. And so that's why I said that. Because I saw I am, them preseason and I was like, wow, this offensive line is really bad. I'm ready to see obviously Patriots fan of bias. The Patriots have a top ten defense that look very good against Philly. I, I think Dolphins gonna win up to his beat Patriots every time they played them, but I'm very interested to see can a strong Patriot defense shut down to or is it going to be you know more the same this week for the Dolphins? Is that game in New England? Yes, Sunday Night Football, 8 p.m. Ooh, that should be a good game to watch. That will be a fun one. But ready for Tua, I will say, I know Charlie's going to talk about at some point, but since I mentioned Tua, I was very disappointed in Justin Herbert this week. He's fine. He just looked like the Justin Herbert last year, which, you know, Kevin Moore's there. I thought they were going to throw the ball more. They honestly threw the deep ball less. The run game was so, great, but take some chances. So what I what I got, and I'll let Trevor bring it up. Go ahead. Go to your point four, Trevor. 
Uh, my point four is that Tua's ceiling is higher than Justin Herbert's ceiling. I've seen enough. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. At some point, you got to look up and be like, shit, maybe I've been standing on the ceiling this whole time. Said a lot of stuff for Justin Herbert in the past, what? you know. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, that does not. Maybe the ceiling is not above us anymore. <laughs> Maybe the ceiling was never a ceiling. I don't know, but <laughs> what? Just the the biggest thing, you know. What? And I'll say this: the the first half of the game, uh, the Chargers' offense did look a little different. Like you could tell whether like it was, it was like an OC thing. Like the offense actually looked like it had like a. A heartbeat, like a, I think it like did. Herbert was throwing the same crap he had last year. They just re- they were able to run the ball well. That was the only difference. They had a top ten rushing game of all time, uh, like running success rate or something. They had a top ten rushing game of all time. But um, I really hate to to bring up math right now because it's latest shit. We've all been drinking. But uh, I, I I talked about Herb Checkdown a lot. Um, that's something I I explained, and a lot of people didn't like that. But um. You know, the Herb checkdown, you know, goes away when the rushing yards are substituted because the checkdowns were just rushing yards that were assigned to passing. That was my whole big thing. Now they had these big rushing yards. Justin Herbert only two, threw for 228 yards. I'm not just going to be scanning the stat book the whole time. But 228 yards, not that much. And, I mean, with a guy who's supposed to be elite, top three MVP, you know, if you run for this many yards and then you got an elite guy like that, 34 points is fine. And I, you guys are not going to hate this, but I honestly think the Dolphins defense played worse than the Chargers defense. That's But it was – they both played terrible, but – That's not true at all. I, I honestly think the, the okay. Dolphins defense played a little bit worse. That's – I have three points – you know, also, the Dolphins, this is my last thing I want to say about this. The Dolphins, I read this today, they never took an offensive snap with the lead. I have three points before I'll let Zach go, sadly, Zach. Mm-hmm. One, this will agree with you, Trevor, kind of. Everyone's like, oh, Joe Lombardi's the issue, Joe Lombardi's the issue. That's the reason why Herbert's, you know, not going to eat and throwing all these checkdowns or whatever. And then Kellen Moore's here, and he's doing the same thing. Maybe it's not the OC. Maybe it's Herbert himself that he will not throw deep. Is that the issue? Maybe it is. Obviously, it's week one. Things could change. Um, oh, number two. You're talking about him not getting uh, passing yards? Part A, you've always clowned him for being a passing yards guy. So I know what you're bringing That's what up. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the check downs he yeah. got last year – were rushing yards on Sunday. Yeah, like they didn't – he had he only had 220 yards touchdown, but they didn't need to, him to. I, like the only thing you fault him is that stupid uh, throw at the end of the game, which basically cost him the game. And then see, both teams played very well. And, like, offense-wise, these are the two best-looking offenses week one in the AFC. And, like, honestly, Chargers lost, but I think Chargers – are definitely going to be at least a wild card this year and a contender, at least in the AFC. And honestly, Dolphins are the best team in the AFC East. I don't think it's close for Jets. Obviously, the season's over. Patriots are very limited in their offense. And Bills obviously did not look good. I think this Dolphins division right now until Tua gets hurt or something like that. But 
So I am going to disagree with Carrie. Um, I think the big thing, when you look at the game that both Justin Herbert had this year in week one, and you look at last year, the one thing that definitely changed was Kellen Moore wanted to establish the run game, which is great. I, I, actually, I love when coaches get the running backs involved, you know, pound the rock, wear the defense out, especially when you're going up against a weak run defense like Miami. The problem is, is they ran almost no play action off of that. And play action is where you hit the deep ball. That's where you hit the deep ball. 98% of the time, most deep balls are going to be hit off of play action. You bring the safeties up and you throw over the top of them. Number two, um, I don't think necessarily. I think the Dolphins had a really good performance, but I don't think that the way that the defense played against the run is sustainable for a long playoff run. Absolutely not. That was that was like watching a college game. It was like watching a Pac-12 game. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the way they played against the run, there are legitimately 10 and, teams in the AFC that could run for 250 yards on them, the way they played against the run. It looked awful. This was, they were not a good defense last year either, and they didn't really do anything to prove. Ever since Flores has gone, it struggled, and it's like I don't know why people expected their defense to be confident this year. So, so that's that's number one and two. Uh, number three, I don't think, I don't think Herbert had a bad game. No, he didn't. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Herbert only threw." Well, when your offense runs for two hundred yards, you don't expect the quarterback to throw for four hundred. Does that make sense? I mean, I, I feel like that's pretty self evident. Obviously, the run game in Miami, no one was expecting that to be great. I mean, they have Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Do they still have Salvan Ahmed? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not even sure who their fourth guy is. But no one was expecting the rushing game to be a part of this team's success this year. Everyone was expecting Tua, Hill, Waddle. That was what was going to get the success this year. That's what everyone was expecting. Waddle was quiet too, honestly. Yeah, Besides Waddle of, didn't get much play. I mean, to be fair, why would you throw to Waddle when Tyreek Hill is running yeah. free in the mm-hmm. secondary? So, I mean, <laughs> not that surprising. But uh, um, so for the Dolphins, I think to be successful this year, they got to clean up the run run defense. I, I I don't see them being successful against teams with good defenses if they can't stop the run because like i talked about with the titans that titans era where they were like one of the top two teams in the afc consistently they ran the ball really well and they had a good defense and they absolutely destroyed teams that couldn't stop the run and could score points on offense but realistically, no one is going to score uh, score points on every single drive. Realistically, just not going to happen. So the issue I see with the Dolphins right now is a defensive issue. I don't see necessarily an issue on offense other than that they were pretty one-dimensional. 
in terms of their production. Now, that could be just, hey, they're selling out to stop the run. Let's just throw the ball. Whoever schemed that game up was damn near perfect, whether it was Mike McDaniel, the OC, whoever. But, like, and you could tell they were confident leading up to the game, like in press conferences and stuff. I mean, McDaniel always, he never sounds worried or anything. But, man, they were just. Sounds like a nerd. Sometimes it looked like they were going out there, running the same play two times in a row, and it was working. Honestly, they're not really, they're not, I told this Trevor in the game, they're not a red zone team. Like, two out of, like, I said to Trevor, two will put up, like, five of five for 125 yards, and then we'll go in the red zone, go, like, one of six for five yards and ruin all stats. Like, he had a TD at the end, but, like, two really isn't that great. Also, also, one thing I want to say before we get off this topic, that throw, that, that, that fade throw to Tyree Kill was not even close to his best throw of the game. And I think to say that is stupid. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a great game. Two very good throws, especially like outside of the pocket. The Braxton Barrios. Uh, his throw. best throw in the game, in my opinion. The Barrios one. Was either the Barrios one or the throw to Tyreek when he stepped up into the pocket and threw it between a safety and a corner. That was his, that either one of those two is the best throw of the game. That that fade route to Tyreek. Honestly, this far from bouncing off the defender's helmet. Okay? That's what makes it, sadly, the best throw I've ever seen in my life. That is just stupid. <laughs> sadly. The best short that's throw good. I've ever seen in my life. That's I got really dumb, two, but okay. Two final quick points. Herbert ran at the first half a lot. He got about 20 yards of rushing touchdown. He did not run at all last year, so I was happy to see Herbert start running again. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll keep that involved. Two, obviously we're not thrilled how Herbert went, but name an AFC quarterback besides Tua that out, like, outplayed Herbert this week. Maybe Lawrence, maybe Jimmy G. Lawrence. That's Jimmy. about it. No AFC quarterbacks really looked that good. So even, like, you called it a down effort from Herbert. He was probably the fourth-best quarterback in the AFC this week. I'm just waiting for those elite traits. Sure. Elite quarterback. Look at all the other AFC elite quarterbacks played. I've seen elite traits from them before. I've never seen elite traits from Justin Herbert, ever. <laughs> I've seen a strong arm and some long blonde hair that I might pull if I had too many twisted tees. But... <laughs> yeah, bro. All righty. Uh, Kerry, your point number four. All right, I kind of hated on this guy a bit. And yes, it was one game, so it might be a bit of an overreaction. But I talked about him earlier. Shout out to Matthew Stafford, man. Everybody thought the Seahawks were going to win. He lost his only weapon in Cooper Cup. Seahawks had a good defense. Bro, no, no Puka Nakua hate. Ma- Matthew Stafford is throwing a random Hawaiian and white guys like Puka Nakua, Ben Skronik, Tulu Atwell. Like, these aren't real people. Tutu Atwell is not white. <laughs> Racist. He's Hawaii- no, he's Hawaiian. Skronik's white. But, like, he's throwing to nobodies. This is not a great team. He had, I think, second most yards to Tua. Stafford played a great game. We all thought he was washed. He was done. But Stafford proved he's you know still top ten quarterback in the NFL. And I, I don't know. How, I don't know how far this roster can get. Speaking of top ten quarterbacks in the NFL, guess what's coming out this week? Zach's quarterback rankings. Be so. Be ready for shocks. 
and odds. Bro's going to put Trevor Lawrence at number one, dude. I can see it now. Be ready for shocks and odds through one week. Also, do we think there – is there any chance – this came up a couple weeks ago that the Jets tried to get Stafford before they got Rodgers. Is there any chance the Jets can get Stafford? No. No? Not after his week one performance. Jet, the Rams won't let him go. If I was the Jets, I would give a lot of money. Sell high. Yeah, sell high. I mean, what are the what's the peak the Rams going to do with Stafford in this roster? They're one like, know they're undefeated right now, bro. Wild card, maybe. They're undefeated. I would retire if I traded Stafford and I was Sean McVay. I would retire. Wait, let's do a quick mini game. Who should be the Jets' starting quarterback for the rest of the year? Zach Wilson. Really? Yeah. No Carson Wentz. Mm-mm. Colin Kaepernick. What are our thoughts on? Call me crazy. What if Trey Lance got traded again to the Jets? Dude, that was Call me crazy. No, no. Nobody – they don't want to start him. I did Nobody see start him. What about Cooper Rush getting traded to the Jets now that they have Lance? Wait, what about uh... – There's some intriguing targets out there. Guy's name. Kerbisky? No, Nathan not Kerbisky. Uh, no, not Brissett. Yes. Although that Percent. would probably be a good fit, honestly. He just needs someone that can, you know, not turn the ball over. And God, what's it? Will Greer? Where is he? He's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, that's right. Will Greer. Also, the Bengals are pussies. Why are you benching? They bench their starters way too early in that game. Hey, man. If it ain't working, don't yeah. fix it. All right, Zach, we got. That's the saying. All right, my my next point. Um, is uh, going to be related to my favorite team in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that is that I think that this team, I think this team can go far. <laughs> I think this team can do that? some stuff. What does that mean? I think this team can do some stuff. That doesn't mean what I think it means, does it? What is it? What do you think it means? I think it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Say it. I'm not putting the Jags <laughs> and that other thing in the same sentence. I think honestly, with the way that we looked in Week One, which is by far better than most other teams in the NFL, um, I think that it would be a disappointment to not at least make. The AFC Championship game. Okay, so AFC South playing the NFC South this year, so they'll be able to coast a little bit, or for at least the majority of the season. We also play the AFC be- North this year as well. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we well, play the Ravens, so- the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bengals. But at least half of the season, you'll be comfortable as long as everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. So that means the real hard stuff is going to get towards the end. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't see this team getting a, a first round buy, but I, I just feel like that's just an odds thing. Odds are they're not going to get a first round buy. So the real tough stuff is going to happen first round of the playoffs, second round of the playoffs, and then you're in the AFC Championship game. So you think three straight? You th- I mean, this is going to have to be a way different team than last year. Not way different, but. The offense is going to be more needs to be more reliable mm-hmm. if they're going to win those playoff games yeah. that they. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you, you're you're believing. Yeah. Okay, what's the farthest this Jacksonville Jaguars team can go? I don't know. I just don't. The AFC, the AFC looked a lot worse than I thought. So you never know. If it keeps looking like this, you never know. I mean, Jags are pretty close to beating the Chiefs last year. Well, you got to be weak too. Just take, just take and we don't even have to throw the ball to Jamal Agnew anymore. We have a, a we have three legit yeah. wide receivers. The Jags are at least Jags are at least the playoff team, and like you just need to get hot. And I will say, I I think I clown Zach a little for Calvin Ridley, but him and Trevor Lawrence look great. Yep. He scored right. Yeah, he was wide open. I think 108 yeah. yards and a touchdown. On eight mm-hmm. receptions or something like that. You look good. Have you all been through four? Yeah, that's yeah. four. Last point, all Trevor. Right. Last point. Um, I don't want to like set this up for the future, but I do kind of agree with. Uh, I was listening to David Bakhtiari talk a little bit today, and kind of like his opinion on turf versus grass, mm-hmm. and everything he said like really made sense. I mean. But I think that does need to be more, way more of a discussion than it is right now. Like, just like with players getting hurt, the way he made it sound was like it's essentially a carpet that the stadiums roll out so they can use it for other purposes. It's easy to clean up. Grass is, you know, way heavier on the pocketbook, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, he, he was saying, you know, football is, you play football in the mud, you play football in the snow, you play in the rain. You play like you just you get out there and you go in the grass no matter what. And everybody's, you know, you play peewee football, you play flag football in middle school, you play high school football. Pretty much you play college football, you're playing in grass. So like, you know, these guys that go out on the field that are million dollar investments. Aaron Rodgers has a 75 million guaranteed money in his contract. And, you know, just from the way I don't know if you guys saw that freeze frame or whatever, but Aaron Rodgers cleat looks like it's, you know, stuck in the. It's just, it's very, his cleat is stuck standing straight in the grass and he's laid over. It looks completely unnatural. No surprise that a 39, 40 year old Achilles just snapped right off. But um, yeah, man, I think that's, that's something that I'm getting a little more interested in. And I think it's something that the average NFL fan should. And I think it should be a conversation sooner than later. Because so, I don't want to keep it. So I actually, I, I 100% agree with the. We should be moving to grass. All right. The NFL makes enough money that we should have grass fields. It's not like, oh, man, we're really hurting for cash in the NFL. (laughs) We should have grass fields because player safety, number one, especially, and and this is where we're going to disagree on this, especially because of head injuries. If that's a serious thing that the NFL wants to do, hitting your head on grass with dirt underneath it is going to do less damage than hitting your head on turf. Cause it's mm-hmm. more like slamming your head against a brick wall. So with the Aaron Rodgers injury specifically, I don't know if that changes, if the grass is there because I've seen similar situations. And the one that comes to mind where a player's cleat got stuck in the ground and other parts of them didn't, is Marcus Lattimore in college. Was that in grass? Mm-hmm. That was grass. That was nasty, dude. His cleat gets stuck. He gets hit in the knee. 
and the knee goes bye-bye. And that's it. He was one of the top prospects as a running back going into the next draft, and now his career's over. I think he got a I think he got drafted and was like on a special thing with the NFL for a little bit, but at the same time, that ruined his career. He was set to be a top running back coming out of college. He's a great running back. He was going to be like a top five pick. Yeah. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, no career for for Marshawn Lattimore. So, I think, I don't know if that changes the Rodgers injury. However, 100% agree with your point. Awesome. I don't think I've ever even like played on turf before. I think I played like one baseball game on turf one time, but. I don't even. I played on turf before. I don't like it. Every time I think about football, I think about playing in grass. Yeah. But yeah, just my point number five. Ooh, what do, what do y'all got? What do you got, Kerry? 49ers is the best team in the NFL. <laughs> Every year with this guy. Every single year with Kerry Darcy. So are they winning the Super Bowl, Kerry? Didn't say that. <laughs> This is the 49ers. I'm saying now they're the best team in football. You know they're they're the 49ers. There's going to be injuries. They probably are the best team in football, sadly. No, I, but, I, I actually agree with that. Even it, like, you can clown. I hyped up Steelers' offense as a horrible way to start the season. We'll see if they bounce back. But you got to admit that Steelers' defense is, you know, top five. And they absolutely destroyed that Steelers' defense in that first quarter. T.J. Watt had a great game, but otherwise Steelers were shut down. Brock Purdy, you know, didn't have to do much, but what he did, cooked. This team, it's so hard to beat that offense. Yeah, and there's this so is a good many de- weapons everywhere. This good defense, too. And honestly, the Cowboys, I still don't trust their offense. I think the Eagles aren't as good as people think they are. And Chiefs, obviously – Mahomes has nothing besides Kelsey and that weapons, and Bengals, Bills, all the other, all these other teams that see faults in Niners. The only fault I see in this team is injuries, and knowing the Niners is going to happen. But for now, it's what complete. fault did you see with Dallas? I don't trust their offense. That's another guy. Look, Dak did not look good once again. What do you mean he didn't look good? He threw the ball like 20 times. Their offense did not look good either. They had like three yards of carry. Dak had like 25 attempts for 170 yards. Look at Dak's stat line. He had the same stat line as Daniel Jones did, minus the interceptions. I don't know. Dak's not a bad quarterback, but I don't trust him yet. Probably never Um, will. I think that's a fair point, Kerry. He's good. He's not, he's just never proven he could take it to the next level. But I have an even better point five, and that is Kerry Dempsey. Apologize. Apologize to everybody. Oh, I, for what? Yeah. For what, Zach? For what? Do you want me to list them all off or just? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Kenny Pickett. What happened? He's the guy, <laughs> right, Kerry? It's week one. He disappointed me. It's week one. It's not over yet. I already if, mentioned if, the Colorado season, thing. I already mentioned the, the Colorado season, thing. The season's over. Joe Bur- if we're relying on week one, Joe Burrow's getting cut. 
We're sending Josh Allen to China to go play for the Wongdong Tigers. Like well, this is last year plus week one. <laughs> All right. So any others? So I already mentioned the Colorado thing. Sure. Okay. Uh, I need you to apologize to me for the Miami thing. What? What did I say about Miami? They're gonna lose. Yeah. I did. Yeah, at like yeah. halftime. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, no, no, no. This were his exact words. I remember them because I was like, I was like, you are the dumbest person ever for keep giving me ammunition. This man? He says, he says this. He I says this. Miami might be worse than Florida. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of that was kind of a troll. You Florida's pretty bad. Um Florida can only win by not throwing the ball. Sadly. Was that it? Or I didn't want to apologize for it. No, there was a ton, dude. I know Calvin Ridley was on there. I, I apologize. Calvin Ridley. There's another. Oh, man. It's just like everything that happened this weekend, it was like Kerry had the opposite opinion. It was so nuts. Those like, Trevor, wrong. you were in the group chat. Like, everything that happened, I was like, Kerry. And I even yeah. posted about like 30 times on Twitter. Carrie, apologize. I want to see. the viewers at home, you need to apologize for your opinions. I think the only like take I kind of got right was that Jimmy G looked pretty good this in his debut, but that was against Denver. And that was yeah. about the only that was about the only thing that went my way this week. Also, also I remember Denver, Pat Sertain. Both of you apologize. Oh, I meant to bring that oh, up. Sauce got cooked too, though. Got cooked. I meant to bring that up too. Yeah, sauce is not that good. We, I already knew this. I told you guys this in the off season. Sauce is a holding merchant. Okay. Once he stops holding, he can't guard anybody. <laughs> okay. He Pat Sertain. Like not want to guard. Pat Sertain is a legit island. And there are wow. no receptions on this island. Who's, Doesn't matter who's, if you're having a wedding. Who's no covering Adams? Adams, yeah. Yeah, but then that let who are, he was focused on Adams. So then Jacoby Myers had two touchdowns in the game of his life. Okay, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the best corner in the NFL, a top five player in the NFL. Devontae Adams got shut down by Pat Sertain. Didn't he have like seventy yards? Or they're not. Were they not on Sertain? They were not on. He went like out of eight targets. He had two catches for eleven yards. Yeah, I know something be like that. He didn't really throw the ball that much in that game, though. That's kind of a weird game. Jimmy G started out hot. Jimmy G played a great game. He had a game-winning drive, unlike Justin Herbert. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> Even like Mac Jones, who I've clowned for years, had probably his best game in a while. Yeah, and Russ. He still, hey, Max don't choke to the end. Yeah, Russ looked better with Sean Payton, but like, not that much better. The Raiders aren't supposed to be a great team, and that was a team they should have beat. And... But they have Dia- Divine Diablo on that defense, bro. Yeah, yes, not Chandler Jones, but is it any more apologies I have to give, or is that it? Well, you haven't apologized yet. Say I'm sorry. I said it for Ridley. I won't say it for the rest of them. Wow. Okay. The Miami one is a troll. I already forgot the other ones. 
Pretty much every take you've had this offseason. Just a hey, it's week, it. it's week one. I got 17 more weeks to go get right, boys. Is Pat Sertain better than every other corner in the league? I've said he's the best corner in the league. Okay. Play how to pick six. I just don't think he's a top 20 player in the league. I think I think he absolutely is. Absolutely. But I have him, like, top 25, I think. Maybe. Anyway. All right. I think that's Absolutely. all it for points. Uh, Kerry, you want to go into rapid fire? Then we can shut this bad boy down. Do it. All right. Is Matthew Stafford a top 10 quarterback? I think me and Zach both answered this. Trevor? Yeah. Name a former Steelers wide receiver, Poxio Burris. Heinz Ward. Oh, I was going to say that. That's uh, Antonio Holmes. True or false? The New York Jets are the best defense in the NFL. <laughs> uh, Dallas. Cat, yeah, the Jets are great, though, man. Yeah, it's close. It's close, though. Jets, Niners, Cowboys are all in like their own like trio. Describe Aaron Rodgers in one word: hurt, injured. Ah, <sighs> uh, Papa. Name a better QB wide receiver duo. Yes. Yes. Name a better QB wide receiver duo than Hill, Tua and Hill. Can't. I just can't. I want to say I want to say Burrow and Jefferson, but dude, I should say <laughs> I, I would take Burrow and Jefferson. Burrow and Jefferson. Burrow and Chase. Oh God damn. I'm still but... taking out the days. Sadly. Did you guys see uh, Antonio Brown tweeted today? I heard the Steelers need a wide receiver. That guy tweets about such random crap now. Do you see he like he gave his phone to some like frat kid? Yeah, he gave his pants away and his phone. Was yeah, and then this this guy just had Antonio Brown's phone on it, and Antonio Brown's like contact name for his manager was literally an Antonio Manager. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, right. that's fair. That's what he is. Dude, I had a guy. I knew a guy one time that I played basketball with. He was like, "I need to call my neighbor. I think I left my garage up." And he took his phone out, and his neighbor's name was N A B E R, neighbor. <laughs> I was like, "Man, it's simple. It works, you know." All right, is Daniel Jones a top twenty quarterback? Barely, yeah. if so. If so, barely. Yeah. He's around barely. twenty. Is two a top five quarterback? Not yet. Yeah. This season, uh, yes. Overall, well, not. Rogers hurt. Yeah, he is. Who's a, who's a better quarterback, Herbert or Tua? Tua. Herbert. I still think Herbert. You guys, man. Come on. All right, I did this. All right, call it now. Name a player that have a monster game next Sunday. Ooh. Who the Falcons play? Falcons play Packers. Ooh, never mind. Um, who the Jags play? Chiefs. That was a good game. Um, I'm gonna say who's gonna have a monster game? I think honestly, I'm gonna I think go with the- Calvin Ridley's gonna have a monster game next week. Let me see it. I'm gonna go Saquon Barkley against the Cardinals. I think the Giants will bounce back against the worst team in the NFL. Trevor, 
Who's going to have a monster game? Anthony Richardson on the ground. Actually, no, I don't like that. Uh, monster game, Josh Allen. Big bounce back. That's they not, play the Raiders, I think. Not a bad pick either. All right. Uh, name a former Texas football player. Vince Young. Colt McCoy. Um, Jordan Shipley. Trigger this fan base in one sentence. The Steelers. Tom Brady owns you. The AFC North has started 14 seasons in a row with a uh, sexual assaulter at a quarterback. Just think about who was there for most of those 14 seasons. Ben? Okay. Man, I just don't got it. Hurry up. It's rapid fire. I want to go to bed. Rigger, a Steelers fan? All right, we're moving on to the next one. Okay. Who is the best pre-1980s quarterback? Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Tua. Okay. True or false, Nick Satan is the greatest college football coach ever. I misspelled Fair this. Brian, I, I thought it fit, so I didn't want to change it. But it's true. Coach? No. You have higher. Fair, Brian. Mark Brick. No. Mark Rick. It's a Miami legend. No, not Mark Rick. Mark, Mark Rick was a terrible coach. He's a good recruiter, but a terrible coach. Um, Greatest coach. Rapid, rapid, rapid. Joe Paterno. All right. Who's your favorite team's Mount Rushmore running backs all time? Tur hates these questions. Warwick Dunn. Um, Cadillac. Williams. Barber. Doug Martin that one day against the Raiders. Barber? Huh? Barber was a cornerback for the Bucks, brother. Wait. Tiki played Tiki for the Giants. Oh, he's the Giants, right? I always get confused. I'm going to say fourth one. The Bucks are going to have a white running back one day, and he's going to be awesome. So, him. Yeah. I'm going to go with Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew. I'm probably going to go Lenny for Nat. And then uh, Storm Johnson. Travis Etienne. Patriots, Corey Dillon, Curtis Martin, Kevin Falk, James James White better. No LeGarrette Blunt? Wow. I might stick LeGarrette Blunt on my Bucks one. LeGarrette was good. All right, is two of the Miami Dolphins' best quarterbacks in Stan Marino? Yes. It's yeah. not, not even close. Um, I'm going to say true, and I said true before I heard the last three words of that sentence. So. All right, here's a, here's, a bit, here's a bit of a dated Relax, bro. Here's a bit of a dated one. Aaron Rodgers will have how many passing touchdowns this season? Zero. Oh. Yeah, zero. True or false? Jared Goff is better than Matthew Stafford as a lion. False. I'm gonna go. F- Actually, wait. Hold. Hold on. I'm gonna go true. I think false, but I think it's. I think this year he can definitely overtake him. All right. Who's your way too early prediction to win MVP this year? Me and Trevor did this last week, Zach. Who's your MVP prediction? MVP? 
Tyreek Hill. Whoa. Non-quarterback. I know. Wild. All right. Where do you rank Jared Goff among quarterbacks in the NFL right now? I put him like right about 10. I think, I, think I have eight 10. or nine. All right. Last one. What first-year full-time starter will have the best season? So guys like Love, Howell, Ritter, Richardson, Stroud, Young. <gasps> Ritter! Wait. He's going to have the most success. He's going to win the most games. Desmond Ritter. I, I saw Howell but I like what I saw from Love, so the thing to me is go Love. Yeah, I'll say Love or Richardson. I love Richardson. I bet you do. All right, that's it for Rabbit Fire. Follow us on Twitter, Billy Football. See all these questions before we talk about them on the show. All righty, before signing off, is there anything you guys want to plug? Follow yeah, man, if anybody's still listening to this shit at this, at this point, I uh, just want to let you guys know I'm going to be really drunk watching football this Sunday, so next show is going to be some shit. Live. In a good way. Carrie? Follow me on Twitter, Billy Carrie. Here are my Mac Jones takes all day long, every day. Hear me defend Ryan Tannehill and other crap like that. And if you guys are at all interested in the one of the oldest sports in the world, the game of golf. <coughs> Beerly has a new golf cod podcast called Beerly Out of Bounds. It is me and Zane Smith, my brother. We are both uh, PGA uh, professionals and uh, we talk about everything happening in golfing news. Talk about some coaching stuff also and uh, do all that. Uh, and if you want all my football and golf picks, you can obviously follow me on Twitter at Beerly's Barely Zach. You want to know everything before it happens. Make sure you follow me. I'm colloquially known as Zach Shop. So. And the Hiccuper. And the Hiccuper. I've had three of these. Pretty good. 12.5%, baby. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Barely Football Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Barely Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Where I overtake Trevor in the pick'em. I don't even think that's actually possible, honestly.